Bashar Wali is one of the most recognized names in hospitality because he's done it all. As a leading operator, investor, and hotel branding expert that 180,000 people follow on LinkedIn alone. He's also an outspoken advocate for the importance of hospitality experiences being led by people and for people. Today, we're learning how he thinks about providing human-centric hospitality at scale through organizational culture. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. How would you define culture, organizational culture? I wish I wish I could answer that elegantly. I don't have an elegant answer for it. I, I am a big fan of Simon Sinek. And I think if you know the sort of discover your why exercise and understand why you're doing what you're doing, not how, not where, not when, but why do you do what you do? And people say profit will sure do good work and profit will come, right? So it's not money or profit. Once you understand what your goal is and are able to sort of convey that message through the organization and through that culture, air quotes again, of the organization, I think that's the win. This is not about training. Training to me, again, is table stakes. I can train a robot. I can train a monkey. But I can't teach emotional intelligence to either one of those yet. I'm not saying never. Maybe robots will have empathy and emotional intelligence. I think training, again, is important, but I think it really is a cultural movement within the company. And I, I, if I could tell you how to do it exactly and give you a checklist, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. I'd be hanging out on my yacht in the south of France. I think the fish stinks from the head, as it were. You've got to practice what you preach. You've got to keep preaching it. It's almost like, listen, I'm not very religious, but it's religion. I mean, religion is about conviction. You want people to have conviction in what they do. Because if you really just want a job, hospitality is a terrible job. Kids, don't do it. It is a terrible job. You're working nights and weekends and getting paid shit. But if you love it and want to excel in it and are willing to pay your dues, you'll get there. But it has to be a passion. It's not just a job. And I think once you manage to accomplish that goal, then the rest is easy because then people really care. And back to my earlier quote about making being hospitable and wanting to sort of treat someone like their family without quizzing them about who they are, where they're coming from. I think that's fundamentally all. It all boils down, in my opinion, to that quote. Okay, quick side note here. Bashar is referring to something we shared in a prior episode that I'll link to in the show notes. I grew up in the Middle East and I have this great saying that to me is, here's your Cornell master's degree in hospitality for free in, in 20 seconds. When a stranger shows up at your door, Feed him for three days before you ask him who he is, where he's from, and where he's going to. Because by then, he'll either have the strength to answer, or you'll be such good friends, it won't matter. Literally, that is hospitality. All right. Now, with that context, back to our conversation with Bashar. If you understand the meaning of that quote and can live by it, that's the culture you want to create. Because then it's a culture of care and empathy and really understanding what people want and giving them what they want through service, not services, two different and clear, just clearly distinctive things. Service, not services. Service should be a verb, not a noun. We use it as a noun. Like service is something actionable you do and you work on. And it's not serve because serve has a negative contidue to it. I think of the mm -hmm. word service, which is a bit more emotional centric. It is a noun. Use it as a verb in that context. 
Fascinating. How do you help someone else see the light and get that conviction? Because as a founder, you're talking to a lot of people, you're seeing a lot of things. It's hard to share that with others. How have you done this with your businesses, your hotels in the past? I've never left a meeting, whether it's with peers, superiors, people that work with us, for us, around us. I've never left a meeting where someone said, they may say dumb, ego, doesn't know what he's talking about. They may say any of those things, but never have I ever left a meeting once where someone didn't say, man, that guy's passionate about this shit. He's crazy. So I think that resonates and people really appreciate and value people that have passion about what they do. Like it or not, agree or not, it doesn't matter. So to me, that has been always something that's hard to fake. And by the way, think about this for a minute. I always talk about this. Most, not all, most hotel brands we admire have a person in the front. It's not a big black hole. It's not a core. We don't like joie de vie for joie de vie. We like and love Chip Conley. We don't like bunkhouse hotels. We like Liz Lambert. We don't like standard hotels. We like Andre Balaz, Bill Kimpton, on and on and on and on. And the reason we loved and they resonated so much not because they were rock star. Bill Kimpton was not a rock star. He's a Wall Street guy, right? But because they were passionate about what they do. Bill Marriott was passionate about what he does. So at the end of the day, I think it really is passion for this industry that sets you apart, that then helps you transcend this message, whether it's to partners, owners, or people that work for you. So it's very hard to do business with a big corporate black hole machine. I, I use this example often with Airbnb. I think the genius of Airbnb is when I go to book a room, a house, whatever, I have a host. I have a human at the very beginning of the transaction. It's never Airbnb. I'm not dealing with Airbnb. I'm dealing with the host. And I think humanizing the experience is what makes it so much more intimate and personal rather than me going to this black hole web portal where I'm going to get lost. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. Dot com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 